Turn with me to Psalm 22. Psalm 22. It's considered this morning a very, very messianic psalm. That could maybe be labeled the greatest transaction. Psalm 22. My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Why art thou so far from helping me and from the words of my roaring? O my God, I cry in the daytime, but thou hearest not, and in the night season, and am not silent. But thou art holy, O thou that inhabitest the praises of Israel. Our fathers trusted in thee, they trusted, and thou didst deliver them. They cried unto thee, and were delivered. They trusted in thee, and were not confounded. But I am a worm, and no man a reproach of men and despised of the people. All they that see me laugh me to scorn. They shoot out the lip. They shake the head, saying, He trusted on the Lord that he would deliver him. Let him deliver him, seeing he delighted in him. But thou art he that took me out of the womb. Thou didst make me hope when I was upon my mother's breasts. I was cast upon thee from the womb. Thou art my God from my mother's belly. Be not far from me, for trouble is near, for there is none to help. Many bulls have compassed me. Strong bulls of Bashan have beset me round. They gaped upon me with their mouths as a a ravening and roaring lion. I am poured out like water, and all my bones are out of joint. My heart is like wax. It is melted in the midst of my bowels. My strength is dried like a potsherd. My tongue cleaveth to my jaws, and thou hast brought me into the dust of death. For dogs have compassed me. The assembly of the wicked have enclosed me. They pierced my hands and my feet. I may tell all my bones. They look and they stare upon me. They part my garments among them and cast lots upon my vesture. But be not thou far from me, O Lord. O my strength, haste thee to help me. Deliver my soul from the sword, my darling, from the power of the dog. Save me from the lion's mouth, for thou hast heard me from the horns of the unicorns. I will declare thy name unto my brethren. In the midst of the congregation will I praise thee. Ye that fear the Lord, praise him. All ye the seed of Jacob, glorify him. And fear him, all ye the seed of Israel. For he hath not despised nor abhorred the affliction of the afflicted. Neither hath he hid his face from him. But when he cried unto him, he heard. My praise shall be of thee in the great congregation. I will pay my vows before them that fear him. The meek shall eat and be satisfied. They shall praise the Lord that seek him. Your heart shall live forever. All the ends of the world shall remember and turn unto the Lord, and all the kindreds of the nations shall worship before thee. For the kingdom is the Lord's, and he is the governor among the nations. All they that be fat upon earth shall eat and worship. All they that go down to the dust shall bow before him, and none can keep alive his own soul. A seed shall serve him. It shall be accounted to the Lord for a generation. They shall come and shall declare his righteousness unto a people that shall be born, that he hath done this. Amen. I want to look quickly at three different aspects of the Lord's suffering on the cross. We're going to find the first aspect of suffering in verse 1 through 3, and that's the worst aspect. That's being forsaken by the Father and bearing the wrath of God. Yes. Amen. If we look at Isaiah 59, verse 2 and 3, we see that because of our iniquities and our sins, The Lord is separated, our Father, the Lord Jesus Christ is separated from His Father, the God of heaven. He who knew no sin became sin, 
If we look at Isaiah 59, 2 and 3, but your iniquities have separated between you and your God, and your sins have hid his face from you, that he will not hear. He became sin for us. He took upon himself our sins and our iniquities. Therefore, the separation occurred to him much more severely because of him bearing all of our sins and iniquities. Yes. As we look at verse 2, we see him crying in the daytime and in the night season and is not silent. But it appears that the Lord has not heard him. But in spite of that, he says, Thou art holy, O thou that inhabitest the praises of Israel. Even though you've forsaken me, even though you have not heard my prayers, you are still holy. Amen. In 4, 4 and 5, the fathers trusted in thee. They trusted and they were delivered. They were delivered and were not confounded. But I am a worm and no man, a reproach and despised. Isaiah 53 says, He hath no form nor comeliness, and when we shall see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. Right. He is despised and rejected of man, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised, and we esteemed him not. So in verses 1 through 3, we see him being forsaken and bearing the wrath of God. Then moving into the next several verses, we see that he, he is despised and rejected of man. He says, I am a worm. Look at verse 8. He says, he trusted, the people are mocking him. They say, he trusted on the Lord that he would deliver him. Let him deliver him, seeing he delighted in him. This verse, although they mocked the Lord with it, is very true because the Lord would deliver him and did deliver him. Yes. In 70 AD, they would know that all too well. As we move on, we're going to see the loneliness and the physical affliction and suffering of the Lord Jesus Christ. Not as important, but still, it made the Lord more susceptible, if you will, to... All, all the afflictions he was suffering, as we're, as we're going to see later, as Satan persecutes him, yes. the physical suffering and pain that he endured would make him more susceptible. He was man, and he was flesh, and he suffered very much yes. physically. Um, verse 9 and 10, before we move into that part, he says, Thou art he that took me out of the womb. He says, I trusted on you from my infancy. Yes. When King Herod killed all the, the babies, all the baby men, all the children, from age 2 and under, the Lord preserved him from that. And as John the Baptist was filled with the Holy Ghost, even in the womb, so much more the Lord Jesus Christ. From his infancy, he was the Lord's, and he trusted in the Lord from his infancy. Here we have bulls and lions, plural. It would be the Jews and the Romans that surrounded him. The bulls of Bashan. Bashan was known for its strong kings and its cattle. It's referred to several times in the Old Testament as strong cattle, wanting to gore their enemies. And you see the lions here with their mouths open and wanting to devour their prey. Lord was surrounded by these enemies that wanted to persecute him and eat him up, as it were. And then verse 14 on through 17 tells us about the physical suffering. I'm not going to expound upon that. We know it all too well. But the physical suffering and pain made him susceptible to all the other things, and it magnified the suffering that he was going through because of the pain and suffering, the dehydration, the lack of sleep. And as we look at verse 18... This verse, they, they part my garments among them and cast lots upon my vesture. This is fulfilled four times in the New Testament, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, where they cast lots for his garments and his seamless coat um, they cast lots for as well. Okay, and we look at verse 18 and 19. Uh, verse 19, be, But be not thou far from me, O Lord, 
Okay, he says, oh, my strength, haste thee to help me. Even though in verse 1 he says, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? He still cries to the Lord as his help, his hope, and his strength. The Lord has not utterly and totally forsaken him in that sense. He still has great faith, and he says, oh, my strength, haste thee to help me. Verse 20 and 21, we see that Satan persecutes the Lord Jesus Christ in his soul. He's been forsaken of the Father. All his friends and his and his comrades have fled from him. He was sold by one of his closest comrades. He was denied three times by one of his closest comrades. And all his, all his disciples fled from him. So he was utterly alone, forsaken of the Father, undergoing great physical pain and suffering. And now the devil, the host of Satan, comes and persecutes his soul. He says, deliver, deliver my darling from the power of the dog. That is singular, the dog and the lion's mouth is singular. Save me from Satan. Save my soul from that persecution. As we move into verse 22 and 23, we see a great contrast between the first half of the psalm and the second half. First, he's suffering. We see all the different aspects of his suffering. And then it's almost as though in between verse 21 and 22, you can interject, it is finished. As that part was done, as he suffered, and as the Lord delivered him, now he's going to praise the Lord for his salvation, his deliverance. So it's almost like there's a, it is finished, in between verse 21 and 22. So as we move on, verse 22, Paul uses this in Hebrews 2, verses 11 and 12, to prove how Christ was unified with his children, the brethren, here in this verse in 22. In verse 23, we see that we should praise, glorify, and fear God for what just took place. What just transpired is a reason for Jacob and Israel to praise the Lord and to fear him because he hath done this. Verse verse 24, the Lord heard his cries. Even though he was forsaken of the Father, the Lord did hear his cry and came and helped him and delivered him. And then we move on, uh, verse 27 and 28. Now we move into the part that deals with us. Amen. Through all that just transpired, the suffering, the anguish, the travail of his soul, it, pre- it pleased the Lord to bruise his son. Now, what happened as a result of that? When he said, it is finished, does that affect us any at all? Yes, it does. We're going to see this. Verse 27. Okay, all the ends of the world shall remember and turn unto the Lord. All the kindreds of the nations. He is the governor among the nations. Okay, it's not Amen. the children of Israel any longer. It's not the elect 12 tribes of Israel. It's now it's us. It's Gentiles. Yes. We are yes. added. We are, we are beneficiaries of this great transaction yes. that has just taken place. Verse 29. Okay, we see that all they that be fat and all they that go down to the dust, the rich and the poor, the strong and the weak, the high and the low shall all worship Christ. Yes. There are classes here. That are that are classified, men are classified here, high and low, rich and poor, but they're all dependent on God for his yes. salvation. Yes. All of them. They're all dependent on God for his salvation. No man can save his own soul. Look at verse 30. It says, A seed shall serve him. It shall be accounted to the Lord for a generation. Not a 40-year generation, but, the, but rather a family, a people yes. that shall serve him. Yes. Not the 40-year generation, but a people, yes. a seed, posterity. We shall serve him. We are this seed. We, Amen. the Gentiles, are this seed. Amen. We are counted to the Lord for a generation. Yes. Verse 31. 
they shall come and shall declare his righteousness. Us, the elect, we will perpetuate this message through successive generations. What is the message? It's God's righteousness and it's the glorious salvation in Jesus Christ that was just made possible by the legal work on the cross of Jesus Christ. Yes. Amen. And in closing, Isaiah 53, verse 11. He shall see the travail of his soul and shall be satisfied. By his knowledge shall my righteous servant justify many, for he shall, abear, for he shall bear their iniquities. Amen. Lord has, has borne our iniquities in this psalm. We are part of that covenant. We benefit from this great transaction that just took place. Amen. Amen. Amen.